Welcome to Cat Talk Radio with your host, Molly DeVos. Molly is a cat expert and certified feline training and behavior specialist. With her expertise and her guests, you'll learn how to interpret and control behavior issues with your cat, how to entertain and converse with them, and keep up on the latest feline news around the world. Now, here is Molly DeVos. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cat Talk Radio. I'm your host, Molly DeVos. And today's podcast is about a recently published study from the University of California School of Veterinary Medicine that contradicts something I've been telling cat parents. But before we jump into that, I want to welcome my handsome husband and comedic sidekick, co-host Dewey Vaughn. Hey, hello everyone and hello my beautiful wife. An amazing, amazing cat person she is and... Wow, I, I, I'm glad we have this recorded because it's not often when you say, oh, I have said something wrong. <laughs> well, <laughs> we have I'm a not, recording of that. I'm, I'm going to be playing it a lot. <laughs> I'm not admitting that yet, but these are interesting findings that I thought we ought to discuss, and I thought our audience should hear from us. Of but I'm course, not I'm of, wrong yet. <laughs> of course, you're not, my love. Never, never, never. <laughs> so this is about contra-free loading. Wow, what a word! Good lord, that takes a lot to even just roll out. Contra-free loading. I guess um, you've always said cats are contra-free loaders, which means they fall into a category of species who prefer to work. For their food, really? Mm-hmm. Rather than free feed? Wow. Yes. I'm, I'm telling you. I mean, I, I'm thinking of, you know, now cats need to shave their arms and put little tattoos on like they're like they're doing work on the side of the road and put a little put little uh, hats on them, hard hats on them and uh, mm-hmm. little jackets. And OK, let's go to work now. For our food. Right. <laughs> for your food. <laughs> a road crew, right? No. Yeah. yeah. Contra freeloading is actually defined as the willingness of animals to work for food when equivalent food is freely available. But yeah. So basically, yeah, you got that. Okay. So, and up until recently, cats were put into that category. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, they actually, and they taught it to us in school that, you know, that cats were contra freeloading. And, you know, that makes, it's always made logical sense to me that they would be, you know, even the the behavior person that participated in this study from uh, UC is Dr. Mikel Delgado. And she actually, she and another doctor, Jessica Lockhart, did a enrichment seminar or lesson with one of the behavior associations. And they've said previously that domestic cats fall into this category. However, she's, you know, now kind of changing that tune based on this recent study that was just released like last month. Interesting. You sound a little frustrated about this change in opinion. Well, okay. I guess, I guess I am. I mean, I guess because it, it counters logical reasoning to me. I mean, think about it. You know, cats hunt because it's wired into their DNA to do so. You know, they don't always eat their kill even. They just go hunt and kill 
because they don't do it for food. You know, they do it because it's their nature, you know. And there's even observations that cats will stop eating to go hunt additional prey. So they'll leave a meal just to go hunt, you know. So, you know, hunting is like their thing. That's that's so core to them. And they love food puzzles. I mean, you've seen Pico just goes, he loves a new challenge. He loves to work the food puzzles. You know, in fact, there was a podcast we did about another study that, that show, actually was looking at the number of kills that indoor-outdoor cats brought home. And they took one of the study group and gave them food puzzles. They didn't change anything else. They just started introducing food puzzles. And they found out that those cats, actually, it increased their kill rate, which means that they're learning greater problem solving and greater hunting techniques by using the food puzzles. So, you know, it would only make logical sense that they aren't lazy and they genuinely like to hunt. You know, especially like that they'll leave a meal to go hunt additional prey. It, it just, just makes logical sense that cats are contra freeloading to me. So I don't mean to sound frustrated. Sorry. but <laughs> Oh, you know, and I think about, you know, I don't know why I brought this up, but I was thinking about a show that we watched at one time that said, you know, if cats were 150 pounds heavier, they would be preying on humans on a constant basis. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, yeah. they have the type of, you know, uh, mentality to to drop a meal and hunt the next meal more so than probably lions and other animals do. So, but isn't hunting and food puzzles two different things? Well, um, food puzzles are designed to mimic foraging and provide mental activity for cats, right? So, you know, I guess bottom line is I'm just worried that because this study got so much press and airtime, people are going to stop giving cat food puzzles, you know, and, and you know, because they're going to think oh, they, don't, they don't need them. They don't prefer them. They prefer to have the food on a plate rather than to get it out of a, a food puzzle. And I'm just worried that, you know, this is that that's going to be the result of this study. You know, Pico likes to play with his food puzzle, and and it's really fun to watch uh, when they are doing puzzles. I know when we go to the pet expo in Florida, and it's that huge, massive place. I mean, it's cool to just see the different puzzles that 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 they make up, and then to watch these animals kind of you know work them, and then sometimes they just kind of forget them. <laughs> but you know, food puzzles, but. You know, if if I put down his dinner uh, next to one, I can't imagine he would choose using the food puzzle over eating the fresh meal, though. Well, you know, there, there. The first of all, there are many studies that show the positive effects of food puzzles for cats. Right? It helps with weight reduction and certainly behavioral health. But I think you're right. Pico's going to choose the easy meal. You know, but then later in the day, between meals, when he gets hungry, you'll hear him playing with the food puzzles again to get little snacks. You know, he's going to do that. Well, do you think having the choice between a wet, raw meal over a dry treats factors into Pico's choices? I mean, yeah, yeah, I do. Really? I do. Yeah. Okay. And and the cats in the study, you know, this was interesting. Of course, you know, when they produce these studies, they tell you. 
how they, you know, the selection criteria for the cats that they had as participants. And, and in this study, they chose cats who regularly ate dry food. And so they used the same dry food in the puzzles and puzzle feeders as they were offering on the plates. So it was the same stuff. It wasn't like one was a treat or one was wet and one was dry, right? So it was apples to apples and what the cat was getting. And and also, only six of the 20 cats had previous experience with food puzzles in the study. And I find it, you know, it takes a while for a cat to to learn a food puzzle and kind of get the idea for that light bulb goes off and goes, oh, yeah. Because, you know, we started Tabasco late in life on food puzzles. And I started with um, I, I started with the fishbowl feeder, and he never could figure it out. And so I, I had to take a step back and take an empty cracker box and put treats in it so that he kind of first got the idea, oh, the treats are in there, and I can't quite fit my head in it. And then he learned he had to stick his paw in to get it out. And that you know, set the light bulb off for him. Sometimes you got to teach them to use food puzzles. And once that light bulb was set off, oh, you you could not stop him. Any kind of food puzzle you presented, he could figure out. He did the the ones with the little sliding trap doors on top. He'd do the balls, the, you know, the scoop them out fishbowl ones. He, he, any kind of food puzzle he could figure out. But it took him a while, you know. You know, and Pico has realized that in your bag that you talk about all the time when you go to your consults, that there's always some sort of treat or something in there. And we have caught him numerous times inside <laughs> that bag. Even though you have it put up somewhere, he's figured out how to get to it, mm -hmm. get in it, dig through and pull out the plastic bags that this treat stuff is in, and then pull out the treats out of that. I mean, he'll chew holes into it to get through yep. to it. Yeah. And then and then I've seen him start, you know, trying to work on the cabinet knowing that the treats and stuff are inside that cabinet. Well, He's yeah, working and, on trying to get it out of there. And those baskets, you know, we have these little tiny, probably, you know, six inch wide by ten inches long storage baskets on a shelf above our washer and dryer. And that's where I keep his supplies. And in one of those are these empty ball food puzzles that I don't even use with him anymore because it's just not a challenge. He just bats them around, gets all the treats out of them, and then it's over. So I don't even use them, but I have them stored up there. And so he'll go up there and pull those baskets down, knock the balls off to get our attention. Yeah, he's he is really smart about figuring out puzzles. <laughs> oh boy, he is. I'm telling you. He's, and it's kind of fun to sometimes watch him try. Mm -hmm. Okay, so back to the to the study. In your opinion, were there any flaws in this study? Yeah, <clears throat> I thought so. You know, I mean, and again, this is just my opinion. I'm no scientist, so this is just my opinion. But in, in my opinion, you know, indoor-only cats were used in the studies. And, you know, no studies have directly compared the activity patterns of indoor cats to those who have outdoor access. So it's, you know, it's impossible to predict what those different results might have been, you know, with cats that are a little more used to 
hunting is is why I'm using outdoor cats as a as a example here. And but more importantly, it was a really small sample size of cats. We were only talking about 20 cats in the study. And then they said due to equipment error, you know, there were three cats that had incomplete data and yeah. they only allowed access to the puzzle food and food tray for 30 minutes. So it's possible that the cats would have engaged with the puzzle more, you know, if it had continued to be available throughout the day, you know, and or they had taken the time to teach the cats how to use the food puzzle prior to the study. I think that probably also would have changed the outcome. And, and you know, four of the 20 cats showed that they were contra freeloaders, by the way. And But I, they didn't indicate if those were the cats that the, had the previous puzzle experience or not. I'd be very curious to know that. You know, but, I mean, we're talking about a study of 20 cats, you know. I, I want to see studies with hundreds at least, if not 1,500 or 2,500 test subjects before we actually want to make a, a ruling or a change of opinion on this. Okay, so bottom line here, do you still think cats are contra freeloading? Well, you know, I haven't conducted a study, so my opinion is just that. It's an opinion. And generally, most carnivore predators you would think are contra freeloading, you know, because they're hunters, right? And the study, you know, a cat in the wild, for instance, a lion, if it has the choice of taking down a baby zebra versus eating one that a cat killed an hour ago that it's still laying there, I think it's going to go after the fresh kill, right? So you could say that it's a, a contra freeloader. But, you know, the study said it wasn't that the cats also never used the food puzzle, but the cats ate more food from the tray, spent more time at the tray, and made more first choices to approach the tray and eat from the tray rather than the puzzle. So, you know, I, I think cats are opportunists. You know, if you give them a free meal, they're probably going to take it. And then if they're still hungry, they'll go work out the food puzzle too. You know, I, I find that cats work the puzzle when they're bored or hungry. And I know for a fact that food puzzles provide mental stimulation and help the cat to be a better problem solver. So in no way should this study you know, discourage people from using food puzzles and foraging, problem-solving things with cats. So what about this? What do you think if maybe just the cats that were in the study were just lazy? <laughs> no, not actually not at all. In fact, they even factored in for that. You know, the mm. cats actually wore activity monitors, and the study says that the Zappers, cats, they zapped them, that's right. <laughs> no, no, get not up, get zappers. Up, get up. Not zappers, activity <laughs> monitors, <laughs> passive monitoring. <laughs> but a study said that the cats who were more active still chose the freely available food over the puzzles, you know. And, and the bottom line is, you know, Delgado herself says that the study's findings shouldn't dismiss the use of food puzzles. You know, she totally supports the use for them for enrichment for cats. You know, and it's possible the puzzles used in the study, you know, may not have stimulated their natural hunting behavior, you know, which involves more like ambushing of prey, you know, and rather than just sticking your paw in there, you know, I don't know. 
maybe maybe they should have done it like they do lions. You know, um, they put they dangle raw meat on a wine toy <laughs> and say, okay, you know, would cats have left a dry dry tray and pounced on the raw meat like a lion? <laughs> you know, and and I think that's very likely so. You know, that's exactly right. You know, I if you had given the cat a tray of dry food and then dangled a piece of tuna on a string where it's it going to go for you know i i would i would love to have seen the study you know use cats who eat canned food or raw food and you know in a technique like that done that that would have i think that would have proven more than what they did but who am i to say yeah well you know Again, what an interesting topic, Molly, and and you do a lot of research beyond going to folks' houses and trying to help shelters and what what a consistent um, you're constantly looking for new things and and what a su- study you have found here and this is this amazing topic. Um, I think I'm not a counter freeloader because I'd much rather go to like a Bob steak and chop house and get a perfectly <laughs> cooked steak rather than being, you know, bringing down the cow myself, you know, <laughs> I'd rather let somebody else do the work and cook it the way I want it to. Oh, when you think about that, I, you know, if I had to, if I had to, if I had to bring down my meal in any way, shape, or form, I other than maybe collecting eggs from happy little chickens, I, I think I'd be out. I would be eating bark and berries only. Yeah, I couldn't do it. But I appreciate Bob and, and the steaks they serve there for absolute sure. I get it. And so, yes, I think that you're absolutely right. Humans are absolutely have evolved into contra, contra freeloaders. I mean, of course we are. We much prefer, I mean, heck, we, yeah, much prefer. We even, we even prefer going out. Not only do we prefer it freely given to us, but we prefer to go out to a restaurant where we don't even have to cook it, not to mention, you know, source it. So, yeah. No, and I'm perfectly fine paying the bill and giving the tip. Bring it to me. We're out on the foraging thing many, many generations past. So so thank you, everybody, for tuning in today and helping us. If you'd like to support more of, of the work that we do, you know, providing these podcast resources to you for free and helping helping augment the behavior cases I do for free for low-income families and all the work we do to keep cats out of shelters, you can help support us. And um, you can do so by going to catbehaviorsolutions.org. Go to the store. We call it the Behavior Boutique. And there's lots of products there. And below the products are donation amounts, lots of different donation amounts for you. And uh, while you're there, Pick up some toys for your cat. There's there's great wand toys. Um, we have some food puzzles actually on there. We've got a, a round ball food puzzle and a fish bowl food puzzle. I always recommend people get both because it's different techniques for the cat. So get your cat some food puzzles because I don't care what this study shows. <laughs> They're really great enrichment. So do that. Check us out. Find us on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. Please share with your friends. We're trying to build our followers there. And, you know, we're all about helping you increase the bond between you and your cat. And we are going to continue to do this as long as 
shelter euthanasia, euthanasia is the is number, the one, number cause one cause of death, of death in, in cats. cats. So until Yay. next time, keep calm and purr on. Yay. Goodbye, everybody. You can be a cat lifesaver by helping to keep us on the air. In the U.S., about 10 cats per hour are euthanized in shelters due to behavior issues. Through this educational radio show, behavior consultations, seminars, and articles, Cat Behavior Solutions intercepts cat behavior problems in the home, reducing the number of cats who are surrendered to shelters. Make a donation at catbehaviorsolutions.com. That's catbehaviorsolutions.com. Looking for products that address specific cat behavior issues? On our website, cattalkradio.com, you'll find things that will create enrichment in the environment for your cat. Toys that will reduce boredom, the world's best and safest nail clippers, and much more. All proceeds support our mission, reducing the number of cats surrendered to shelters. Stop by the site and pick up a few tips and tidbits for your cat today. Visit cattalkradio.com and look for The Behavior Shop. Thanks for tuning in to Cat Talk Radio. Please join your host, Molly DeVos, for another episode of the program on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go make a connection with your feline friend. for tuning in to Cat Talk Radio. Please join your host, Molly DeVos, for another episode of the program on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go make a connection with your feline friend.